1: WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Israeli warplanes blasting areas
2: even deeper into Gaza. The Israeli military's offensive against Hamas in Gaza continues with full force, despite growing pressure for more to be done to minimize civilian casualties. In the south, Israeli forces carried out more attacks on Khan Yunis, with fighting happening house to house.
0: That is BBC correspondent Hugo Bachega reporting. Former Missouri Republican Senator Jim Talent says President Biden should be doing much more and be more vocal in his support of Israel. But the Israelis need more than anything else is our support for their narrative, for their explanation of why they're doing what they're doing. They don't need our tactical advice. They don't need our troops, by the way. Senator Talent was interviewed this week on the Salem Radio Network, and this is SRN News.
1: Bad decisions limit future options make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life listen to the flatline with your host rick hughes every sunday morning at 7:30 here on am 1280 the patriot the flatline describes a main line of resistance in your soul built on god's word join us every sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration motivation education all without manipulation the flatline with rick hughes every sunday morning at 7:30 here on am 1280 the patriot from the
3: Genovations Regen Weather Center, snow today, 34, the expected high. More snow in the evening, 22, the overnight low. And tomorrow, sunshine, 31, the expected high. Hi, it's Marshall, and a chance for you to win mortgage or rent payments for 2024 thanks to the Kingdom Builders Roofers. Head over to the website, am1280thepatriot.com, iterdaily of the following program may have been pre-recorded.
1: This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be
4: back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Byrd.
3: AM 12A, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating all Twin Cities media for going on 20 years now. It, it's I've been saying that for a, almost a year now, and eventually we're going to get past, God willing, at least get past that 20-year uh, uh, mark. But uh, until then, it, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, along with my colleagues, uh, Jack, the new guy, Zack who is uh, coming up here in about an hour here on AM 12A, the Patriot uh king banyan saturday mornings 9 to 11 on our sister station am 1440 the businessman and of course brad carlson former new guy now right in the middle of the pack uh 12 going on 13 years as the closer edition every sunday at one o'clock until three o'clock on am 12 a the patriot together it's the northern alliance radio network we dominate all twin cities media we make it look easy because for us it is don't try this at home it won't work uh By the way, uh, uh, all sorts of fun stuff coming up here as we head into election year. This is the the time, uh, this next 12 months is the time when it is just the most fun to be in talk radio, to to have this soapbox to stand on. And I'd love it if you all joined me, whether you agree with me or not. Uh, First of all, call in at 651-289-4488. You can also join us via social media on the hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N Show, on Twitter, Gab, MeWe, and Getter. Not Parlor, because it's pining for the fjords. And uh, not Mastodon or Tribal or any of those other lefty outlets, because who cares? Nobody, nobody cares about what goes on in any of those platforms. So that's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, by the way, Salvation Army going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour here. I I have heard that there are some Salem hosts that have some bones to pick with the Salvation Army. Uh, I note them, and I've noted them, by the way, with other representatives of the Salvation Army. I will point out that at the retail level, I am not personally aware of a charity anywhere in America, certainly not in Minnesota, that does as much good per pound as the Salvation Army does. I am a ardent supporter of the Salvation Army, and uh, I I'd be... We're not going to be debating that today because we're going to be out there working on the Salvation Army's appeal for help during this holiday season, which, by the way, we're told shouldn't be all that big of a deal. I mean, supposedly Bidenomics saved the economy and supposedly uh, Governor Klink and co-governor Waltz are presiding over the greatest time ever to be a Minnesotan in economic terms. And yet. Food shelves are overrun with people. And charities are overwhelmed with needs, notwithstanding the fact that that we're feeding every kid two meals a day on the public dime in schools without regard to what their parents earn, one would suspect the people who are are in the greatest need would be taking the most advantage of this. I, I say this because along with the prediction I talked about in the last hour, where I pointed out that the DFL is needing to sort of prepare the public relations ground for the fact that they burned through the surplus and have put us in a position to be looking at multi-billion dollar deficits sooner than later, exactly as predicted. The other thing I am going to be hammering on over this next year is the DFL's claims, which up through the end of the session, they were repeating everything daily on their social media uh, treadmill that their budget was going to reduce poverty by 30% in the state of Minnesota. They didn't tell you how that was measured. They didn't tell you what the deadline was. They didn't really tell you. They just said, we're going to cut poverty by 30%. So if poverty is on its way down by 30%, one would expect that the food shelves wouldn't be overrun with people. One would expect the Salvation Army to be going, you know, we could just kind of coast for another year here. None of that's happening. We'll be talking about that, not the least of which with the Salvation Army on a purely non-political level here in about a half hour, but we're going to be talking about that as well, because it is my prediction, and I will stand by it, that poverty in Minnesota is not going anywhere. In fact, it's going to flatline at best notwithstanding all the money that got poured into the budget because let's be honest most of that is going to go to wealth transfers from the taxpayers to the political class as we're seeing all over the nonprofit industrial complex what you have there is a bunch of little piggies bellying up to the sow to get their share of that of that sweet green financial Pig milk, I don't know, the, the metaphor breaks down eventually, but you know what I'm getting at here. The non-profit industrial complex is essentially those little piglets. And government in Minnesota, the DFL-run government, is that big sow that chows down on tax money and converts it into something that those little piglets can gorge up on. That's what we have in Minnesota today. And my prediction is a... The deficit's going to be back with a vengeance here shortly, just in time for, hopefully, the Republicans to win a majority and have to deal with it again. Not the first time this has happened, by the way. It's always the Republicans who have to fix the Democrats' wastrel ways. See again the 2011 and 2012 sessions. And that poverty is not going to drop by 30%. In fact, it'll be a minor miracle if it uh, drops by any more than a couple percent. That's my prediction. Someone show me where I'm wrong. We had a couple big uh, anniversaries this past week. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday rather, was the 82nd anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. For those of you who observe, I've observed uh, over the last few decades uh, i call on the fact it's it's one of the stories that i don't actually mind when local media says hey minnesota was involved because they were uh the the gun that fired the first shot at pearl harbor uh, actually on the uss ward a world war one vintage destroyer that had been brought back up into uh, from service uh back up, brought back up from the reserve and given a crew of navy reservists including 47 from uh, minnesota including the entire number two gun crew that fired the first shot uh, that sank a, a Japanese mini submarine, basically a special forces midget sub uh, that was trying to get into Pearl Harbor. Uh, that was the first shots fired hours before the air raid. And uh, the the entire crew of that gun was Naval Reservists from St. Paul in this case is a crew of what, eight uh, eight guys, I believe. The ship, by the way, and I'm being from North Dakota, you know I love my naval trivia. I'm all about, you know, the salt water's in my veins being from North Dakota. So the ship, USS Ward, was built in uh, World War One, And there's so much about this story, leaving aside the, the Minnesota angle, which in this case is actually a very legitimate one, because if there's anything that drives me nuts about the Twin Cities media, it's the depths that they will sink to to try and find an an, an angle to tie the story to minnesota it's like it's like airplane crash uh in in florida and the pilot was wearing a sweater but from this minnesota version that sort of thing i mean the minnesota media just this inferiority complex they have where they have to find a minnesota angle to every story it's it it makes me laugh anyway there's a lot of good legitimate Minnesota angles, not the least of which the presence of all those Minnesota Navy reservists on that ship uh besides the historical angle, there's just some uh, some stuff that kind of proves the statement that while history doesn't repeat it 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 rhymes first of all the the ward was built during World War I, actually commissioned just in time to miss the war uh It was thoroughly thoroughly, thoroughly obsolete by the uh, in, by World War Two. By 1941, but an obsolete ship was better than those ships. So they, they brought back all these old World War I destroyers from mothballs, uh, got it back into shape, threw a bunch of reservists on board, said start patrolling. And so they did. And uh, that led them to their rendezvous with destiny on the morning of December 7, 1941. Now, the men of that gun crew have been gone for a while now. I, I looked it up. A fellow named Alan Sanford from St. Paul, who was the last survivor of that gun crew, died eight years ago. Uh, And the ward itself, by the way, didn't survive the war. In fact, history rhymes. It was lost in action off the Philippines on December 7th, 1944, three years to the day after it fired the first shot of the war. By By the way, it was a victim of a kamikaze attack. It was crippled, and in yet another example of historical poetry, almost too unbelievable to be in a Hollywood script, after the survivors on the ward abandoned ship there were a few killed by the kamikaze and a fire lit up that was yeah they couldn't put out after the ship was abandoned the ship was sunk by gunfire from another destroyer the USS O'Brien whose commander a fellow named William Outerbridge who went on to be a rear admiral in the 1950s had been the commander of the ward at Pearl Harbor had given the order to the Minnesota guys to open fire on the Japanese submarine. And by the way, just because I'm a geek for this kind of thing, I will note that the O'Brien was built just down the wharf from the USS Collette, a ship of the same class on which my ex-father-in-law served during World War II. I I love all the rhymes in history. At any rate, Sanford and his shipmates um, and the ward themselves, uh, all the participants really in the engagement are gone now. Uh, But the gun they crewed, which was a 19-teens issue 4-inch 50 caliber gun, that's a, a cannon for all of you landlubbers out there, still exists. And it's sitting on the grounds of the Minnesota State Capitol. Because in 1942, the ward was converted to a fast transport. It spent the war hauling people on... On uh, on reinforcement missions and commando raids throughout the South and Central Pacific until it was sunk. But the gun was taken off because transports didn't need that type of gun, and it sat in the Naval Armory on the West Coast somewhere for years until the Minnesota Historical Society said, "Huh, can we work out a deal?" I mean, since you're just going to melt it down anyway, and and the Navy said, "Sure, museum gun." They they demilitarized it. You can't shoot it no matter how hard you try. And believe me, I've tried. Uh, but it's sitting there on the Minnesota Capitol grounds, right? Kind of between the Department of Transportation and the Department of Veterans Affairs. It's sitting right there, looking pretty much exactly like it did on December 7th, 1941. And uh, it's a fun, interesting place to visit, partly because it's not something you see out in public every day. Partly because it is such a vital piece of real, genuine Minnesota history. And call me a cynic, but I'm a little bit amazed that some DFL constituency hasn't inveigled upon Peggy Flanagan to have it torn down and turned into a peace monument of some kind or another here. Because you have to erase all the ennobling parts of your cultural history to start making them think they are so worthless that Maoism is the best they deserve. Be watching for that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
1: Your favorite patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app listen to your favorite shows see our social media posts enter exclusive contests and more just search for am 1280 the patriot in the app store Some days, I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression?
5: Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org.
6: double. Metashare works too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So, if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want to plan, you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So, see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call eight 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 SHARE nineteen. That's eight 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 S H A R E nineteen. Eight eight eight
5: SHARE nineteen. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie.
2: Please call 1 800 366 7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non political, and tax deductible.
8: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Prolife Across America, the
1: Billboard People. Did you hear Michelle Tafoya interview Al Michaels? What about Bob Costas? Hear her fascinating take on those two and more on the Salem Podcast Network. Hear intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Just say, play Play the the Patriot Patriot Minneapolis." Minneapolis. AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern
3: Alliance Radio Network. It is the most wonderful time of the year and would prove it. Because we're doing it again at Christmas time. How would you like to have your mortgage or rent payments made in twenty twenty four? There will be up to eighteen grand if you're the grand prize winner in the mortgage miracle sweepstakes brought to you by Kingdom Builders. I figured I would do that one straight this time. Because the bit does in fact deserve a straight read. This is a great program. Go to AM12AThepatriot.com, brought to you by Kingdom Builders Roofing roofers i personally endorse i'm not being paid to say that they just did my roof and it was quite the job uh i recommend them highly and i'm not being paid to say that 651-289-4488 i'm also not being paid to recommend the salvation army but i do and that's why every time i go out shopping this time of year as little as i like going shopping i make sure i go someplace uh, with a pocket full of uh, of uh, bills to stuff in the kettle here because the Salvation Army does a lot of good at the retail level. I know. Dennis Prager's got his beef with the Salvation Army at the national level. Worth a discussion. But here at the uh, here at the local level in terms of retail charity, there it's good stuff that I'm looking forward to talking with them as I do every year. Uh, 651-289-4488 if you want to join me and talk with me about any of these issues here. Now, One of the things that's come out of conservative culture in recent years is this whole idea that that kids who are 18 years old should just chuck the idea of college, go get themselves a trade school degree or trade school certificate, learn a trade and get to work. And and as they point out quite rightly in a lot of cases, there's a lot of kids out there who get sort of log rolled into the college track who may or may not have any interest in going to college to learn anything in particular. I I, I went to college with a fair number of kids who, in retrospect, probably would have done better off uh, learning a trade. Now, I wasn't one of them. I never had the foggiest interest in – well, I had never had the foggiest interest in going to school to learn anything but thought to – find better to to have a better life inside my head for a purely intellectual approaches. Now that sounds all very egghead and and you're probably not wrong by modern standards. I I majored in English. That was my degree. I minored in German and history mostly to study German history which I have done quite successfully. I did actually double major in computer science for a bit and changed it down to a minor and finally dropped out of it just because a variety of reasons that aren't uh, worth a whole lot uh, any anymore, although I did learn enough about how computers work to eventually make a living as a technical writer. And by the way, that was using a lot of skills that I learned as an English major, but it wasn't a direct result of going to school for an English degree. I did it in part because while I saw the value of knowing a trade, I kind of had one. I mean, I'd started working in radio when I was 15. I was pretty good at it. I actually did go on after college to work in radio for seven more years, although it was not my plan by any means. In fact, I fell into it by accident, and and what a wonderful accident it was. But that was my career from age 15 to age 26-ish or so, 27. I worked in radio part time when i could full time when i when, when i was able to and i had a trade I, and by the way this was at a time when radio was still a perfectly valid way to go out and and get a job and earn a, at least something of a middle class income that's not quite as true these days unless you happen to you know, hit the hit the golden uh, ticket uh say become a ben shapiro or a yeah, who's another one? Oh, Hugh Hewitt or Dennis Prager or, or Buck and Clay, for that example, uh, on the lesser Station. It's it's not so much that anymore, but it was when I was a kid, so I figured that's my fallback. And, and it was. Point being, I never had any interest in going to trade school to learn to be an electrician or a plumber or a car mechanic. Uh, but, uh, which is to say nothing about uh, whether and it was too good for any of those? Not at all. Good Lord, I... I Wish I I wish I knew more about all three of them for, for how much I have to spend for someone to come and do those services for me. But I am happy with the choice I made. And I was lucky and blessed to have gone to college at a time when I could run into a, a person like my professor, Dr. James Blake, who was an English professor with a Ph.D. from Marquette but described himself as a monarchist. I mean, too far to the right to be a conservative. And he's the one who first told me as a, a young 18-year-old Democrat, say, yeah, hey, Mitch, you're not a Democrat, and I'm going to prove it to you. He had a—he was from New York City, so he had that accent. I can do that. And he was right. And he showed me over the, via what we learned in English class that I was, in fact, deep down inside, actually a conservative to the point where I turned around and voted for Ronald Reagan. The next time I had the chance in 1984, that's I was happy to do so. I do it again. I'd have done it in 1980. Now I would not have voted for Ronald Reagan in 1980. I was about a month too young, so it didn't matter. But the point being was I I never had the faintest interest in going to trade school because I had learned to trade on the job. But beyond that, I my main ambition in learning was to better, to to get better at thinking, not necessarily learn a job for an income. I did in fact find myself in a position to earn a decent income. I've been very, very blessed that the thinking I learned did allow me to fake it till I make it in a couple of careers that actually got my family out of poverty back in the day, actually got me into the middle class. That's all good. But I, I may be one of the few conservatives that says, okay, yeah, I mean, Going to trade school, learning something on the job, getting a, an apprenticeship uh, in a in a union program or a non-union program to, to learn a trade. Perfectly legitimate. And, and by the way, this sh- should be something that's propagated through the schools who tend to regard kids who don't go on the college track as failures, as second best at best. And That's all wrong. That needs to stop. It, it won't as long as we have the current education system, but it needs to. I bring that up because somebody in our society has to write the history books. Someone has to document the philosophy for the next generation to learn. Someone has to write down the lessons that future generations need to learn from. And. Big left has done a wonderful, as to say, I might say wonderful, I mean demonic, job of taking over the institutions, of becoming the people who write the history books, of becoming the people who determine what the cultural memory is. And God love mechanics and plumbers and electricians and carpenters. Our society would grind to a halt without all of them. But if conservatives don't Fight the battle to determine who passes down our culture's lessons, our culture's notes to itself, our, our culture's diary that we read in the future, or that our descendants read to find out what the truth was, then our society's future is even worse than it seems right now. And that's why I am one of those <laughs> small minority of conservatives who say, you know, While you're talking about trade school, let's not completely eat the intellectual seed corn here. Someone's got to write the history book. Someone has got to think the big thoughts and contest the big thoughts with the progressives and the Maoists who are doing most of that thinking in our institutions today. I bring that up as a way of framing the disgust, I feel, with the people who've taken over our academic class in this country. We saw that writ large and pulsating red letters in in the full Maoist sense of the term this past week as the presidents of three of our most, quote, elite, end quote, institutions, Uh, Claudine Gay of Harvard, uh, Liz McGill of Penn State, and MIT's uh, Sally Kornbluth were interviewed by Congress in a series about the Rampant anti Semitism on America's campuses, not just America's campuses, but America's quote elite campuses. Harvard, Penn State, MIT. And asked repeatedly by Republican Congresspeople whether the whether whether chanting From the River to the Sea, which is explicitly a call to genocide against Jews, violated the violated the university speech policies. All of them said, well, it depends on context. Which is sort of a pseudo-intellectual way of saying, well, if I say so, it does. Because, remember, these are three institutions where misgendering someone is considered a violent act. Context be darned. This is; These are institutions where saying, hey, we should all read Mein Kampf would very likely get squatted all over, no matter what the context. These are institutions where exhibiting what is called fat phobia, saying, hey, maybe losing some weight would be good for you, is considered something to be prosecuted through the university's, quote, justice, end quote, system. This ties in with my what I said about gun control a few years ago. Democrats will say, hey, if nobody's, nobody's coming for your guns, and, and you say, well, okay, no, there's all this legislation that's passing all over the place, and that the DFL is proposing in St. Paul that would, in fact, ban guns, you say, well, they're not banning it right now. The logical conclu- conclusion of which is, so you can't complain about gun control until the cops are literally pounding down your door. Not your neighbor's door, because they're not taking your guns yet. And and the inescapable conclusion is the only way to violate the universities, these elite universities' policies against anti Semitism is to literally start killing Jews. Because that's what they said. If it hasn't turned into action yet, then it's not uh, actionable under our, free, under our campus uh, guidelines, under our behavioral guidelines. Chanting genocidal slogans doesn't count until you start apparently actually committing genocide. You pull a boxcar up onto the campus and start loading Jews into it, maybe they'll do something about it. This highlights the need for not all of us to go to trade school, folks. Uh, Salvation Army joining us to talk about their dire need this upcoming year. When we come back, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. You got to give
0: Confidence, make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in center or virtually at 952 814 4410. 952 814 4410, or go to learnwithota.com.
6: Tired of aches and stiffness? Is your mattress worn out and sagging? Snooze Mattress Company in Bloomington has the solution. Dream Mapping, our state-of-the-art technology takes the guesswork out of choosing your mattress. Dream Mapping uses over 1,700 pressure sensors to unveil your snooze-topia. Don't ring in this year's pain to the next. Visit Snooze Mattress Company on France and Old Shakopee in Bloomington. If you don't snooze, you lose. <sighs>
4: That's 800-260-1792.
5: What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans.
3: AM 12A The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you care to join us? One of the sounds of the season I look forward to is the sound of the dinging bells outside your local stores. I always clean out my pockets and fill them up. Because the Salvation Army has always been very important to me. Some people very close to me had their lives very, very positively affected by the Salvation Army years ago. And I figured it's worth representing for them. With that in mind, I introduce Captain Josh Polanco, the Northern Division of the Salvation Army. Uh, Josh, welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing today?
8: I'm doing well, Mitch. Thank you for having me on your program today.
3: Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Sorry about the mix-up. My bad. I usually do these at 2.30, and I'm still on Eastern Time Zone for whatever reason here, so I'm glad you could make it here again. So anyway, uh, Josh, uh, Captain, uh, Captain uh, Polanco, so we are looking again. We've been talking about this for a few years now. As the holidays come around here, there is a huge need uh, across the board for all the things the Salvation Army offers here, why why is the need so great this time around, Captain Polanco?
8: You know, a lot of people they they see the Salvation Army at Christmas time for about six weeks. They hear the bells, they see the kettles, but really the need is all year round. Last year alone, our centers experienced a rising number of requests for assistance as much as 30% higher than during the pandemic. So the need keeps growing, the funds are limited, and yet more and more people each year seem to be needing assistance.
3: That blows my mind. I mean, we talked, I remember having a Salvation Army event during the tail end of the pandemic uh, at one of your uh, facilities a couple of years back. I think you may have even been there, if I recall, somewhere up in the north burbs. And we we were all sitting there hoping that the pandemic and the dislocation caused by the pandemic would provide at least a peak and things would tail off. You say things have not only gotten worse, but gone up by a solid third since then. What do we have any idea why, Captain Blanco?
8: Well, a lot of it has to do with our inflation that our country's facing right now. It's actually uh, at a 40, 40 year high. It oh, yeah. is approximated 3 three-fourth of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck now. Some families are spending $818 more per month on, on just the, the usual things we spend money on, foods, utility, rent, and families are having to make some difficult decisions during this time because of the inflation. Just here in Minnesota alone, 64,000 households are currently in a rent and 144% higher in eviction rates within the last 12 months. So that just gets you a little snapshot of what we're dealing with. And it seems to
3: get worse during the holiday season. What is it about the holidays that makes uh, makes this uh, time of year such a big deal for the Salvation Army?
8: Well, you know, with utility costs going high, we live in a, in a very cold state. People have to heat their homes, so the cost of utilities is higher. The cost of food is higher. Um, and if you're a parent, even if you're struggling financially, you still want to be able to bless your kids with some kind of holiday cheer or gift, oh, yeah. and so families sometimes, you know, will will make sacrifices so they can put something under the tree for the kids. Now, luckily for the Salvation Army, and because of the generosity of uh, your audience and the general public, we are able to serve here in the Twin Cities fourteen thousand children with toys every Christmas season because of the generous. Uh, donations of our of your audience and the general public
3: yeah absolutely and and by the way the the extent that the salvation army is involved in helping is is something that that I think surprises people who haven't been familiar with the organization i mean we all know about the clothes we know about the toy drives we know about uh, we know about the salvation army stores and so forth but uh, the the amount of energy and food and rental assistance and housing assistance the Salvation Army offers you guys are into an awful lot of the uh, of, of the serving the need business here. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize how much how many people get bailed out of serious trouble on their energy bills alone by the Salvation Army, Captain Polanco.
8: Well, just to give you an idea, I mean, just last year alone, we served 5.5 million people. Through the Salvation Army and our division. Wow. Now that's just a, a small fraction nationwide. We served 24 million people last year.
3: That's amazing.
8: And, uh, and you mentioned some of the some you know some yeah. of the typical services: food, rent assistance, um, maybe even uh, adult rehabilitation centers. Yeah. But we we help people with housing, supportive housing. We do emergency assistance. We do long term case management. We have a camp that offers camping opportunities for youth every summer. Um, We have our Christmas. We have senior programs. We have youth programs. I mean, there's so much that Salvation Army does that the public doesn't get to really learn about. Um, You know, they only see us as the kettle during christmas time but that bell really is a sign of hope because we do so much in so many communities
3: it is amazing no i've i have uh, some acquaintances of mine were in a situation years a few years back where uh, as they had two little kids in the family they had a layoff right around holiday time and they got power shut off eviction no- and eviction notices simultaneously with the birth of their youngest and it was the Salvation Army that kept them out of off the streets and out of out of a homeless shelter and out of God only knows what i mean they 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 were able to pull things together after that, but without the Salvation Army to tide them through that particularly horribly dark holiday, God only knows what would have happened, and for that they are thankful and for that as a as as a second order. Uh, follow on to that. I've been stuffing money in the kettle for the Salvation Army for the last uh, couple decades here. And uh, it is amazing the effect the Salvation Army has. So that help doesn't come from anywhere. I mean, you guys aren't spending the surplus down here. I'm not going to get political. The fact is, you guys need uh, charity doesn't grow on trees. Uh, How can people help the Salvation Army, uh, Captain Polanco?
8: Well, right now during the uh, these six weeks of our kettle campaign, which goes through December twenty third, um, they can do what you do every Christmas season: is you know put a dollar, put some change in that kettle. And I, I want to uh, just promote uh, a new technology that we're using: the uh, tap to give technology at our kettle sites, where you can use your credit card, your debit card, or your phone. With a quick swipe, you can donate five, ten, twenty dollars. I know you joked a little bit that you you get rid of all your spirit change during Christmas at the Kettle. You can actually now use technology to give in other ways. Uh, Also, starting December 15th, we have a generous uh, match of $1 million, so every donation that's given at the Kettle sites or online at uh, SalvationArmyNorth.org will be doubled. So a great opportunity to make a double impact during the season. And, of course, we can always use volunteers. We need volunteers to uh, fill in a two-hour shift for bell ringing. We need volunteers to help us out with our toy shop distribution, which is happening December 18th through the 21st. All of those opportunities plus other opportunities throughout the year can be, uh, can be found at SalvationArmyNorth.org forward slash volunteer. Uh, your audience can go there and sign up today, and every month they will get an email of all the great opportunities to serve throughout the Twin Cities. So
3: you, uh, and, and, and by the way, I have some some distant family who are heavily involved in the Salvation Army. Uh, one of them is a, a senior officer in a in a in a branch somewhere in the far north. What 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 is exactly involved in your role, uh, Captain Polanka? What What's involved in being a captain of the Salvation Army? I've always wondered about that.
8: So uh, officers have different roles. We call them appointments. Uh, As of uh, last June, my appointment changed. I am now the general secretary. I am second in command of the Salvation Army for all of Minnesota and North Dakota, but I am also the Twin City commander. So I oversee all the work of the Salvation Army in the Twin Cities. Now, this is my current appointment. My previous appointment, I was the core officer at a church community center in Brooklyn Park, Noble Worship and Community Center. Oh, yeah. And so that that location, uh, they have church services, but they also have all sorts of different types of community center programs for our neighbors. Along with that, offering our emergency assistance, social services, case management, etc. We never know exactly what we're going to do. We sign up. It's really a call. Uh, We surrender our lives to the Lord and to the Salvation Army, and from there on, we serve in all sorts of capacities. I could be running a senior center five years from now. We never know. (laughs) What we do know is that we're ready and available to help where it's needed because our community needs us.
3: Yeah, and someone in my life said, "Yeah, she joined the Salvation Army and wound up seeing the world herself." So that was uh, not not too much different than the other army. Oh, so let's get back down to business here, uh, Captain Polanco. Here, uh, we we I'll be posting the link to SalvationArmyNorth.org dot org at ShotInTheDark.info dot info for those who need the reminder. Uh, what kind of volunteer help do you need? And and by the way, is I mean, is, does this peak around the holiday season? Obviously, you mentioned there's new opportunities every month here, but. Uh, how can someone, I mean, what are, what are the sort of opportunities that uh, the Salvation Army has for volunteers?
8: Well, right now during the holiday season, our urgent need is uh, volunteer bell ringers. We are a little low this year, okay. and uh, we have, uh, like I said, till December 23rd to raise 75% of what we need uh, for providing services throughout the year. For the Twin Cities, that is $14.35 million, $2 million which will come just from our kettle operation. So we need bell ringers out there more than ever right now, especially starting December 15th forward because we have that match. But apart from that, we have programs that offer meals. Uh, We have uh, programs that that need just basic, um, you know, odd end projects that are happening at our community centers. Uh, Some of our youth programs need help, senior programs need help, you name it, there is a need. Volunteers help us keep our operating dollars low, which as you know, 84 cents of every dollar goes into serving direct services to our community. And that is only possible because of volunteers. Yeah. And that's
3: uh, that's a really good ratio in the world of uh, of charities here. Yeah, there's uh, every so often you see the scandal of the Charity that spends 90% of its money on salaries and executive uh, perks and the like. That's not the case with the Salvation Army. It's one of those many reasons I've remained a donor all these years, and I uh, will continue to. And I hope those within the sound of my voice will do the same. Uh, so, Captain Polanco, one more time, where can people go to find out more? What's the website? How Any other places to go to find out more information beside the website?
8: So we have seven church community centers throughout the twin cities so any of those centers anybody can stop there at any moment and get additional information on what's happening right there in their local community but to volunteer for the salvation army they can go to our website salvationarmynorth.org forward slash volunteer and they can sign up now just because you're signing up doesn't mean that you have to jump in right away but what it would mean is that every month you will get an email basically a shout out and say hey we could use the help you know in all these different communities and then you sign up as you have time available. Um, and there's many, like I said, many different types of opportunity to serve. Um, very convenient to uh, your audience's uh, schedule, and uh, and just again, they're not they're not long term commitments. It could be a couple hours here and there. Or it could be longer term commitments, as in like serving in a youth program. Yep. Um, but the first step is to go to the website SalvationArmyNorth.org forward slash volunteer. Fill out that quick volunteer application, and we'll get them started. Absolutely.
3: Uh, Captain Polanco, I have put the, uh, the link to the Salvation Army website at shotinthedark.info for those who are, are more familiar with that. Hopefully they'll become familiar with both. Thank you so much for joining us to, here today. And uh, I hope that everyone with the sound of my voice uh, cleans out their wallets metaphorically or literally or both uh, over the next couple of weeks. So thank you so much for joining us today, Captain Polanco. Mitch, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. One more segment to go, which means the fun is still really just beginning when you think about it here. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
1: Every day, I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
2: Hey, it's Michelle Tafoya, and I'm going to share with you a best-kept secret I only recently learned about. Furniture Manor of Osseo, one of the metro area's hidden gems. Furniture Manor is a family-owned furniture store that's been a beloved and trusted fixture in the Osseo community since 1969, and their time-tested reputation is a testament to their craft and commitment to their customers. What makes Furniture Manor special is their huge selection of furniture, from classic to contemporary, from American-made brands like Smith Brothers, Lexington and Flexsteel, and with hundreds of different fabric styles and finishes, they can help you design a home that reflects your style and personality. And their professionals are ready to help you achieve that. So if you're looking to create a comfortable and refined living space with the help of experts who genuinely want you to be happy, Furniture Manor of Osseo is the metro's best-kept secret that you won't want to keep to yourself any longer. And Furniture Manor is easy to find, just off Highway 169 in Osseo stop in today and get in on the secret.
9: Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay, call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535.
4: Hugh Hewitt here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinion. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and AMBER alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. The next time you want to listen
1: to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. It's as simple as this Alexa, play the Patriot, Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot, Minneapolis.
3: AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 4488. The number to call? join us if you would please. By the way my band Elephant in the Room been off the road for a couple weeks here but we're back. A couple fun gigs coming up here for starters this coming Friday we'll be at the Anoka American Legion one of our bevy of service clubs we play at and we had a blast there about a month ago. It's going to be even better this time so hope you can join us Friday night, 7.30, I think, till 11.30. Anyway, Friday evening, join us at the Anoka Legion in Anoka. Help me help you. Help me help you. Anoka. By the way, New Year's Eve, this one just out, hot news. We're going to be playing New Year's Eve party at Fat Pants Brewing in Eden Prairie. It's a ticketed event. you got to go to the Fat Pants Brewing website at... Uh, it's out there somewhere. Anyway, go ahead, get yourself a ticket, join us for New Year's Prohibition theme. Chance to break out that fedora you never get to wear. Join us there as well. So, no, no, don't run to the hills, run to the gig. No, it's actually a lot more fun than that here, folks. Anyway. 651-289-4488, the number to call. I, I By the way, I Dennis Prager has come out saying that he has some skepticism about the Salvation Army. I do not share that with him. I agree with Dennis Prager about 99% of all possible issues. Salvation Army would be one of them, uh, with the exceptions to the rule. The other one is capital punishment. I think he's wrong on that for reasons that make a lot of sense. That I've discussed over the years on this broadcast, uh, not just a few times here. At any rate, uh, so hope you can join us uh, at those gigs here. Also, you hope you can join Jack Tomzak coming up in about uh, 20 minutes, 10 minutes here, 10, 15 minutes. Anyway, right after the top of the hour, Jack Tomzak joins us. I don't know what's on the show. It doesn't matter. It's going to be awesome. Just going back to the subject from before, uh, the bottom of the hour here, when we were talking about the American universities, I'd like to... I'd like to talk about the weasel words that the three university presidents, the presidents of Penn State, uh, Harvard, and MIT used in describing their their two-faced natures of the campus codes of conduct that you have. Now, these are all campuses, along with, by the way, many campuses in the Twin Cities. I mean, everything I'm saying about Harvard, about Penn, about MIT could be said equally, if not more so, about the U of M, about St. Thomas, about McAllister. I mean, they, as, some of those were woke back before it was cool. I mean, McAllister has been called out for decades as, as the worst, well, almost two decades now, as the, one of the worst schools in the nation for free speech, especially if you're free speech that is contrary to the dominant narrative University of St. Thomas, good Catholic school. Well, if you talk about Pope Francis Catholicism, sure. Uh, Father Hanoi Denny Deese was uh, standing up for Fidel Castro long before it was cool on campus here. I mean, my favorite Hanoi Denny Deese story was back in, uh, I want to say, 2003-ish. A Cuban baseball team came to St. Thomas to do an exhibition game. We're not talking free Cubans here. We're talking uh, a, a team, a team, a employed by the cuban regime came to saint thomas to do a game and one of their players a young man named manuel chaui who by the way is on my bucket list of interviews wherever he may be i know he tried out for the may anyway, he defected he came to saint thomas he played the game and somehow he defected to the west he became an american he tried out, I think, for some major league teams. Didn't quite make the cut. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. If you happen to know where Manuel Shawi is, he is right up there with Dennis Prager and uh, Tommy Mischke and Lech Valenza as one of my bucket list interviews. I want to talk with him about that whole episode. He defected. I think he was at the airport, perhaps. he He made a run for it. Somebody apparently was waiting to help him. He disappeared into the underground, Hanoi Denny Deese put out a proclamation forbidding St. Thomas students from helping or sheltering this young man who was running for his freedom. This is 20 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. St. Thomas came down on the side of the tyrants and against freedom 20 years ago. Now, I get it. Hanoi Denny was uh, trying to safeguard his publicity stunt of the of the cooperative baseball game with the Cuban uh, with the blessings of the Cuban regime. Uh, One less one less PR uh, trick up his sleeve. He was the same one, by the way, who did his darndest to make it impossible for a group of conservative students, including uh, led by our longtime friend Katie Kiefer. Uh, from starting a conservative newspaper on campus. I mean, did everything he could to gun deck that little enterprise right there. So anyway, the weasel words we're hearing can be easily applied to University of Minnesota, to McAllister, to to St. Thomas, to pick them all, really pick them all of them. By the way, this whole idea that that it depends on context – that, that that whether saying from the for, whether ripping down posters and saying from the river to the sea and calling for genocide against Jews violates the speech code depends on context. We've talked about that in the past. The idea that the phrase Arbeit macht frei depends on context, but if you're talking about genocide, it means only one thing: the the words above the gates to Auschwitz, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. In the context of a war being fought over. Uh, the massacre of uh, 1,200 civilians. There's no context there. Or there's only one context that matters. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is, is could be the context of a, of, a, of, a, of a sale at a store. But it's not. When they try to get away from coddling genocide using weasel words, call them out by saying, you're coddling genocide with your weasel words. Shut up. Go away. They deserve it. Thank you for tuning in. Jack Tomzak up next. God bless you all. God bless America.
2: The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning at 7.30 a.m. Brought to you by Furniture Manor of Osseo. If you're a veteran, current service member, or first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. Please call the Patriot today and we'll book a time for you to visit our Egan studio. Call 651-289-4410. Listen to Pledge of Allegiance weekdays at 7.30 a.m. Brought to you by Furniture Manor of Osseo on AM 1280, The Patriot.
7: We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older. But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her Relief Factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief. And she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost 10 years, almost a decade of low back pain, Lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1 800 4 relief. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, 1 800, the number for relief
4: you can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800
6: 846